NBA on NBC. What is up, everybody? This is Jim Mylock. You're listening to Pot of Fame, the podcast where we break down former athletes and decide whether or not you're going to call to the hall. On today's podcast, we're talking about former, as of last Thursday, catcher for the San Francisco Giants, Buster Posey, and whether or not he deserves to get into Cooperstown once he becomes eligible in 2027. So we got some time there. And joining us in just a moment to discuss Buster Posey's career and Hall of Fame candidacy is the senior social media producer and MLB writer at CBS Sports, Danny Vietti. But before we bring Danny on, let's talk a little more about Buster Posey. So again, Buster Posey just retired last Thursday. And none of us saw this coming. I didn't see this coming. He was only 34 when he retired. He had only played 12 seasons for the San Francisco Giants. And not only that, he was coming off one of his better seasons of his career. He batted 304 this year. He led the Giants to the best record in baseball this year. He had 18 homers, 56 RBIs. He had some pop in his bat. And then he just retired. Uh, you know, he said he wants to spend more time on his fa- with his family. Uh, he says, you know, the toll of playing catcher is caught up to him, which I totally, I totally can understand. Catching is a a extremely tough, I mean, the toughest position in the sport to play. And, and in, you know, even 12 seasons, that puts a lot of toll on your body. And I'm, I'm sure his knees uh, feel way worse than mine. And I know mine feel terrible already at the age of 32. So I, I, can, I can get where he's coming from. But again, I don't think anyone saw this coming. I thought we thought there was several more Posey seasons coming, but he retired after just 12 seasons. But what a career he had in just 12 seasons. Uh, MVP award winner in 2012, won the rookie of the year, actually, you know, when he came to the league in 2010, seven-time All-Star, uh, three-time World Series champ, of course, for that 2010, 12, and 14 San Francisco Giants. Also won a gold glove, uh, won the batting title in 2012 when he won the MVP, four silver sluggers, uh, you know, for his career, 44.9 career war, 158 home runs, uh, 1,500 career hits. 302 batting average, 372 on base percentage, and 460 slugging percentage for his career. Um, You know, the leader of those Giants World Series teams, one of the better catchers we've had in the 21st century. Some would argue the best. I would say he's among the best. But he retires at the age of 34 with only 12 major league seasons. Now, when he retired last week, I'm going to say I was a little shocked, one, by the retirement, but two, I was shocked by the automatic just talking heads, Twitter, wherever you, wherever you hear your sports coverage. A lot of people, not everyone, but I would say most, are talking about Buster Posey as a slam dunk Hall of Famer. Buster Posey is not going to get in the Hall of Fame first ballot. That shocked me almost as much as the retirement, because even though Buster Posey had a great MLB career, MVP award, three championships, all that great stuff. I by no means think he's a slam dunk Hall of Fame famer. And and again, as you're going to hear me and Danny talk about, I have some serious concerns about his candidacy. I'll leave it there. Um, That might be surprising to you listening to this. You might think I was going to do a Buster Posey kind of, you know, just Let's talk about his career. We know he's a Hall of Famer, but let's just talk about it. 
that's not really what this is. I think there's some major holes in Posey's candidacy. And again, Danny and I are going to talk about it in just a second. So I'll stop there. We're going to bring Danny on right now. Uh, but if you're a, a Posey, you know, huge Posey fan, San Francisco Giants fan, no probably a lot of Giants fans will be listening today. Bear with me through this. But I, I, as great as Posey was, a 12-year career for major leaguers um, is very short, especially when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Having less than 5,000 career at-bats, that, that's not normal for anyone we're ever voting on. So again, Buster Posey, excellent career. Definitely deserve, deserves extreme consideration for the Hall of Fame, but slam dunk Hall of Famer, I, I don't know if I entirely agree with that. But uh, with kind of the quick facts out of the way, the, the numbers out of the way, the initial surprise of that you know, retirement out of the way, let's bring on Danny. So I'd like to welcome to the podcast, the senior social media producer and MLB writer at CBS Sports, Danny Vietti. Danny, how are you doing today? It's Hall of Fame season. It's for agency season. Uh, sadly, the baseball season is over and we're headed toward this CBA you know, situation. So I don't know. I, I got kind of mixed emotions. But as we talked about before, we're both coming off of fun weddings. So I don't know. I got a mixed emotions. There's a lot of things going on over here. That, 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 that's, that's fair. And we are both coming off, um, weddings and it is Monday. I, my, my hangover is gone. I believe mine was Saturday though. I believe yours was earlier. So you should be okay. Good to go today. Um, we are talking though, something fun today, I think. And it's a topic that's in the news still uh, as of Monday, but last Thursday, Buster Posey officially retired. The news kind of broke on Wednesday. And even though Buster Posey is not going to be eligible for the hall of fame until 2027, um, which is very far away from now. Um, it's in the news a lot today. Some people say he's a slam dunk. Others are saying, you know, let's actually look at his career. It was a little shorter than maybe we thought it would be. He kind of sub- surprised some people retiring at the age of 34 after having one of his better seasons. And of course the Giants best record in baseball. It caught me by surprise being in Chicago. But Danny, before we get into talking about Posey's career as well as Hall of Fame can see, Question for you. Were you surprised by this news about Posey retiring last week? Stunned. Uh, That said, when you look at what's transpired in the last two years, it shouldn't have come as much of a surprise. And then when you consider the context in which catchers do retire and which catchers careers do fall or fall short of duration, really Joe Maurer, he retired at 35 Buster Posey, 34 years old Buster Posey last year did not play during the COVID pandemic. He had new kids that he's been taking care of. Him and his wife adopted kids. Um, One of them, if not both of them, were having health issues. So he was needed at home, and he kind of had to rethink his priorities. Him and his wife decided that it would be best if he stayed home last year. This was kind of your swan song. I don't think anybody knew it was going to be Buster Posey's swan song. Me being a guy that grew up in Northern California uh, my entire life, I grew up as you can, if, if you're watching on this podcast, I got a San Francisco Giants field, the Oracle Park right behind me. It was, I was stunned. I was heart, heartbroken, really. I own one jersey. I kind of put that on social media the other day. I own one jersey. I never thought I needed anything more than a Buster Posey jersey. That's the only jersey I've ever owned, really. I had a Barry Bonds jersey when I was probably eight years old, but it was probably from the dollar store. Buster Posey is really the only jersey I've ever owned that it was authentic 
And uh, I knew he'd be a giant for life. That's kind of why I bought it. He's going to have a statue in front of Oracle Park one day. Um, he's a Giants legend, three-time world champ. We can get into his stats. I'm sure we will. But an absolute legend in San Francisco, one, one of the best catchers to ever play the game. Yeah, so, you know, age 34 season, he, in my head, again, I knew he was out last year in the, the seasons, a couple of seasons before that, you know, it, it looked like his career was winding down. Um, you know, the season before COVID, seven home runs, 38 RBIs, Ben 257, takes a year off. And then this year, I'm like, hey, Posey's going to put a couple more seasons like this, 304, the pop is back in his bat, 18 homers. And then he retired. I was shocked. Everyone I was talking to was shocked. But as news came out of, as you said, about the, the twins, they, his family recently adopted, as well as we all know, catchers just, their knees are just shattered, I think, by the age of 30. Even to play to 34 as a catcher, I mean, Maurer, you talked about retired early, but he switched out of being a catcher, I think, around age 31, 32 season and finished out as a first base DH. Posey was still playing catcher, still, you know, squatting down, playing a lot of games. Um, I thought that was the only reason the family stuff makes total sense. And I'm happy for him. He's retiring on top. That's great. You never like to see your heroes kind of go out in really rough fashion. That swan song. I mean, if the Giants would have won a fourth title, like with him, that would have just been the ultimate, you know, send off. Um, I had that with Michael Jordan. And then he came back like, uh, I pretend it didn't happen. He came back with the wizards that just never happened, but him with the game winner would have been how I wanted to be. So Posey almost had the perfect way out, but I'm glad your last kind of, you know, memory of him will be him at still one of his peak seasons instead of a guy who should have maybe retired a couple of years ago. But Danny, I want to get to our first segment here. Um, we call this what comes to mind. It's pretty self-explanatory. If anyone would have throw out the name Buster Posey to you on any given night at a bar, at a wedding, what's the first thing that's popping into your mind? So many. Um like I said, I grew up in Northern California and I was a Giants fan. The, the coolest thing for me, at least when I think personally and what the way I think of Buster Posey is it actually goes back to his college days when he was at Florida State. When the Giants drafted him out of Florida State, I kind of fell down a rabbit hole of Buster Posey stories, Buster Posey memories. This guy played all nine positions in a single game with Florida State. He pitched, he caught, played every infield position, played every outfield position, all in a single game. He was Florida State's closer. A lot of people don't realize that when he he originally started out as a shortstop middle infielder, uh, one of his college coaches. I was actually talking with Ozzie Gian's son the other day. He was telling me one of his uh, coaches before he went to Florida State actually converted him to a full time catcher. They said that his just techniques, his tactics, his skills behind the dish was second to none. So then he converted to a primary catcher. But before that, I, I, he could play everywhere. He was Florida State's closer. He was throwing 90 plus on the bump. He could play every infield position. You can't say that a lot of, about a lot of players, especially catchers. Catchers typically, I mean, you look at guys like Martin Maldonado, um, guys that are just catchers from day one, guys that were born to be catchers. They aren't hitters necessarily. They're there simply to frame, work a pitching staff, have relationships with their pitching staff and catch a game and throw out runners. Buster Posey was so much more than that. Like I said, he played nine positions in one game. He was an athlete. A lot of people talk about uh, pitchers. Pitchers aren't athletes. Pitchers are just, they just throw. They don't hit. You could say that about catchers too. Catchers, it's a very skilled expertise. Very similar to like punters in football or kickers in football. 
it's not as if you can just be a catcher and also be a good hitter. And also there's so many other responsibilities that a catcher has on a day-to-day basis. So when the Giants drafted Buster Posey out of Florida State, I was like, man, this guy played all nine positions in one game. He was their closer and he's won the Golden Spikes winner out of the draft. This guy's going to be a stud. I was, I was hyped. So I actually got to go see him with the AAA Sacramento Rivercats at the time. Um, I believe they were actually affiliate. I want to say he was playing for Fresno uh, with AAA, but Fresno was playing the Sacramento Rivercats in Sacramento, and I happened to be in the area. So I got to see Buster Posey before he became Buster Posey. And for me, that was kind of cool because I got to see him. I got that, you know, I went down that rabbit hole when he was with Buster Posey. I was hyped when he got drafted. Then I saw him in the minor leagues. Then I saw him become, become rookie of the year in 2010 world series champion. So I'm rambling here. There's just so many different memories I can think of the three world championships. Again, I said it earlier on this podcast, he's a legend in San Francisco. So many memories that come to mind. He caught no hitters, Tim Lincecum. So many good memories for me, like as a child, my childhood, he was at the forefront. He was really my guy personally. And so that's why I was so heartbroken at the news. Yeah. I mean, he, so I, I didn't know the, I saw the floor. I was doing a little research of course before and I saw the Florida State, he played all nine positions, which, which is insane to hear. But you, it's believable, right? The guy is an athlete. As you said, you made a really good point. Catchers sometimes seem like lumbering guys that can barely move around, couldn't play any other sports, but be a catcher in MLB. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know this, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Posey in high school was a dominant three-sport athlete. I could see him playing basketball and being excellent at that. I could see him being athletic enough to be a really good football player. But obviously catching was what he ended up being. And he made his way. Like, I guess the thing is when Buster Posey got drafted out of Florida State, I know all the stuff you're talking about. Of course, I'm not up from out there and I wasn't going down those rabbit holes. But I remember him getting drafted because I remember his name. I was like, that's a badass name. Like that's a baseball <laughs> name, Buster Posey. And then, he, you know, he got to the ma- he got drafted in 2008. He already got in the majors in 2009 for a few games. And then 2010, he's win the World Series Rookie of the Year. And then he's won an MVP award a couple years later. So, I mean, he just burst on the scene. It was our, all of a sudden one of the biggest names in sports. And honestly, when the Giants won in 10, 12, 14, I expected them to just win in 16, 18, 20. I thought it was going to just be Giants every two years, every two years. And he's the face of those teams. Like the, the surprising thing, I think, when Danny, when I went back and looked, you know, he never won the MVP awards in, in the World Series or in the National League Championship. But if I'm thinking of those Giants teams, I mean, I'm thinking of Madison Bumgarner and I'm thinking of Buster Posey. I mean, Buster Posey is the face of those teams. He's the leader of those teams. And as you said at the beginning of the podcast, we can debate his Hall of Fame candidacy all we want at the end of this. But what we will never debate, because it's a given, is he will have a statue in front of, in front of your ballpark. And his jersey will be retired as soon as possible because he's, he's one of the greatest giants of all time. And the face you think of the last, I mean, some people maybe think of Barry Bonds at the beginning of the, the 21st century, just because of those seasons he was having, but Buster Posey really to me is the giants of the last 20 years. So likable too. I think that. We'll oh, Barry, Bo- Barry Bonds wasn't likable, or uh, oh, Je- Jeff yeah. Kent. Jeff Kent wasn't likable, or he had he had a couple stumbles along the way. That's for both those guys did. Uh, but Buster Posey was the perfect combination of like, like okay, one one guy that comes to mind. I, I, I doubt a lot of baseball fans or just sports fans will remember him, but Pedro Feliz, he was a fan favorite in San Francisco for a few years. He, this was uh, late 20, uh, 2000s. 
he wasn't the best player. He ended up going off to Philadelphia and having a decent year. Pedro Feliz is nowhere near any type of even even all-star status, really. But he was like the perfect guy. Uh, they had the Roberto Clemente Award. Well, they have something similar to that called the Willie McCovey Award in San Francisco. Pedro Feliz was that guy. Buster Posey was not only that guy. He wasn't only the Willie McCovey Award type human being, but he's also the player, too. Uh, but a lot of people don't realize his, his impact off the field. There's a uh, UC, UC San Francisco uh, Children's Hospital nearby. Buster Posey was always the guy, him and his wife, huge impact on the community in San Francisco. Um, as a lot of people know that the, the homeless situation in San Francisco is a huge issue and has been for years, if not decades. Buster Posey was always in the community doing things. You mentioned he was the face of the franchise. It's not that he was the face of the franchise when playoff came, time came around, because he, he was then too, but he was also the face of the franchise when it came to that community. And a lot of people don't realize this too. You look at you know, populations like New York City's got millions of people and Los Angeles, millions of people. And people look at San Francisco. I want to say last I checked, San Francisco is around like 850,000. But when you look at the Bay Area, it's massive. Bay Area is a massive, massive fan base. And I know they had the Oakland A's over there, but the impact that San Francisco Giants have on that community is second to none. When you compare it to the Warriors, 49ers, the Raiders who used to be there. Buster Posey was the face, not only of the San Francisco Giants, but Buster Posey was the face of the Bay Area. Mm. Community-wise, player-wise, a great human being. And I think that will actually add to his Hall of Fame uh, candidacy and, and his resume is the human being he was. Whether you believe integrity, character should matter in Hall of Fame uh, resumes, it, it will matter. I guarantee it. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up those things because everything I, I read about Posey, I, I've always... I've always really liked Posey as a player. I mean, I'm a Cubs fan. I'm in the National League. So I obviously saw Posey quite a bit. Um, seemed like one of the more likable players among teammates, among just reporters in general. And, and the thing I talk about with voters all the time on this podcast is the character clause for the Hall of Fame. It's, it's in the voting. However, it's, not, it's never used to help anyone that's a good person. It's only to knock people that weren't good people. And we always, I always talk with the voters, like it needs to go both ways. If you're, if you don't have a great character, if you're a bad guy, maybe it should hurt you. But if you're a good guy, it should probably help you a little bit, but it doesn't. It, it, it only can hurt you. It can't help you. But I've been talking to voters and more and more, the discussion has been, we need to take care of the good people of the game just as much as maybe we keep the bad out. So that's, that's a really good point you made there. I do want to move to our next segment, though. We call this That Memorable Moment, Danny. And, and what I, I give my guests pretty free range here, but I try to think if, if you're thinking of Posey's most memorable moment, it could be a single at bat, it could be a yeah. game, a playoff series, or an entire season even. What would you say Posey's most memorable moment, at least for you, is? Two of them come to mind. The first one is a bit of a darker image. It's the Scott Cousins collision at the plate. Everybody know they, they call it the Buster Posey rule now. Buster Posey was so great, he had a rule named after him. Scott Cousins coming around third base. I remember watching this game. It still kind of scars me. Uh, Scott Cousins coming around third base, collides with Buster Posey at that time. Colliding with the catcher was legal. After that, Buster Posey broke his leg, was done for the year. He was coming off an MVP year. Uh, after that, they made it illegal for runners to truck catchers um ever since then 
the game has really changed. I mean, really. Uh, and then the second one that comes to mind is the 2012 NLDS against Cincinnati. I remember exactly where I was. He had a grand slam. The Giants were down 0-2 in the series. They ended up coming all the way back in that NLDS and they ended up beating Cincinnati. And a lot of people don't remember it was against a guy named Matt Latos. Matt Latos was not well-liked in San Francisco. Matt Latos used to pitch for the San Diego Padres. Matt Latos was infamous for writing a – Dave Fleming would tell this story best. Dave Fleming is one of the play-by-play broadcasters for the San Francisco Giants. Dave Fleming's not the biggest Matt Latos fan either. But Matt Latos wrote some type of scripture on a ball, and it basically said – don't quote me on this, but it was something like, I do not like San Francisco fans or San Francisco can eat shit or whatever it was. I don't remember what it was, but Matt Latos was enemy number one in San Francisco for the longest time. That grand slam in the NLDS and game five against Cincinnati in Cincinnati. I was in high school at the time. I was watching it on my phone. My teacher kept yelling at me, get off your phone, Danny, get off your phone, Danny. And I couldn't take my eyes off because when Buster Posey hit that grand slam, it was like, here we go again. They won in 2010. Here we go again. It's Cincinnati. Down Cincinnati was a really good team that year. That was when Joey Votto was an MVP type player. And they hit that grand slam. And it was like, here we go. San Francisco is going to do it again. Hunter Pence had his jacked up speeds. And he had, he had the, the speech that jacked up the team. And uh, here comes Buster Posey. So those are the two moments that come to mind. is the, the collision at home plate that really changed the game for the rest of time. And then that NLDS grand slam against Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, those two are, are kind of what I jot down as well. I, I remember that Posey played the plate so well, and, you know, there was talk, will he ever be the same? And that, that was, you know, when I look back, that was way earlier than I thought it was in his career. Um, I don't know when I thought it happened, but when I actually looked it up and, and, and rewatched it and saw, like, when that was happening, I was like, that was really early in Posey's career. And, and then he had his entire career kind of after, after that, really. Um, I don't, I thought that was like in the middle of his career. I don't, I don't know what I'm smoking over here, but, um, that, that moment, again, the rule will always be there. That clip will always be shown. I think people in 30 years will not believe that's how baseball was played at one point. Um, cause it's that clip. And then there's Pete Rose, you know, destroying the guy in the all-star game. Those are the two play at the plates that everyone's always going to look back at. Um, and you know, I think it's better for the game. It's, it's a safety thing. Obviously football's implemented a million safety rules. Baseball did this as well. I do remember as a child when I played baseball, I loved plate collisions. They were like outlawed, but we all did it anyway. However, um, super dangerous play. Glad it's kind of out of there. And, and, and that is the first thing that pops in my mind. I think opposed even before the championships is that collision. It's, it's ingrained in my head. Um, before we talk about the Hall of Fame, Kansas City specifically now, Danny, last segment we do here, we call this and twins. Ah, no, quarterbacks eating dirt. And this can be a little tough and and for 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 Posey in particularly, I had to really go back in time to find someone I thought was a great comp for his career and how he played. But what we ask our our guests here today is if you were to look at Cooperstown today and, and the players in it, it doesn't have to be a catcher, it's usually the same position, it doesn't have to be though. If you were to look at players in the Hall of Fame today. Who do you think best reminds you of Posey, either how they played or how their career numbers stacked up? What player in Cooperstown best reminds you of Posey? Who's his twin? This might surprise some people, and I want you to stick with me here before I lose you too fast. I've heard, I've heard the, there's nothing, I've heard the, I've heard people do cross sports one before, which is not even, 
what I'm asking. So as long as you're not doing that, um, I, I think it won't be, I can bear with you. I can stick with Good. you here. Good. I love to hear it. Andrew Jones is what I'm going with from the Atlanta Braves. And this is why. Andrew Jones is arguably the greatest center fielder defensively of all time, at least one up. Andrew Jones, however, his career was shorter than most expected it to be. Andrew Jones had a 10-year stint where he was either an all-star or a gold glover every single year. However, he ended up going on to play for the Dodgers, Rangers, White Sox, and I think he ended up with the, uh, finishing his career with the Yankees. He wasn't the same player that he used to be. Now, Posey is a little bit different because Posey was on the same team his entire career. I think Posey really – Andrew Jones didn't do what Posey did do. Andrew Jones could have cut off his career after his final year in Atlanta. His final year in Atlanta came at age 30. This is Andrew Jones. Obviously, very early. Andrew Jones broke into the league at 19. But he had that 10-year stint. Buster Posey's similar. Buster Posey was in the league for 12 years, excuse me. Um, however, one of them, he only played for seven games. That was his rookie year. Another year, he broke the leg that we talked about, the collision with Scott Cousins. And then another one was the 2020 season, the COVID pandemic, where he did not play. So he really realistically realistically played nine seasons. Similar to Andrew Jones, he was the best player, at least second, him and Yadier Molina, best player at his position in the game during his era. Andrew Jones was the best defensive center fielder in the game during his era. And Andrew Jones also could hit a few home, home runs along the way. He was a 30 home run, 40 home run guy almost every season. So I compare those two because when we talk about Hall of Fame candidacy, a lot of people look at totals. A lot of people look at the Edgar Martinez's. A lot of people look at the Todd Walker's and they're going to say, okay, he had, he only had 1500 hits. That's supposedly I'm talking about. Yep. Larry Walker had far more hits. So did Edgar Martinez had far more home runs but he did over a longer span. Was Edgar Martinez ever the best player at his position? Probably not, not in his era. Was Buster Posey the best player at his position for a 10-year span? You could certainly make the case he was, him and Yadier Molina. So I'm comparing him to Andrew Jones because their 10 years in the league, some of the best 10 years you've ever seen at that specific position. I love the comp. Um, I've done a podcast on Andrew Jones, and we, we've talked about this peak thing when it comes to baseball. As you said, for those 10 years, Andrew Jones fell off a cliff yes. when he hit the age of 30. I don't know what happened there, but just completely went from being one of the best in baseball. You said 10 straight gold gloves, hitting 50 home runs. He's finishing top, top five, top 10 in MVP voting. And then all of a sudden just couldn't hit a baseball. Starts hitting under the last like five or six seasons. He couldn't hit over 230 to save his life. He was just a disaster. Um so Posey's a little different, right? He retires on top. He, he never has that fall off. He just doesn't play long enough. And as you said, Andrew Jones, the, 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 the 2000 hits thing is what's being circled for everybody. And in Posey, Andrew Jones might be why he doesn't end up getting any 1,933 hits. He just fell short. Posey's, you said, a perfectly round number, but 1,500 hits. And what's being talked about a lot now, and what I talk about a lot on this podcast is, Basketball, football, baseball, Hall of Fame, that's what we cover. Um, basketball and football, if you have four peak seasons where you're one of the best in the league, you're going to make the Hall of Fame. That's just how it works. Baseball, though, is the – Cooperstown is the one Hall of Fame where they really, really don't reward peak performance over the, – they're all about career numbers. It's all about playing 18, 20, 22 seasons and compiling. It's a compiling Hall of Fame. 
Um, it seems like it's almost always been like that. There are exceptions. There's the Sandy Koufaxes of the world and the people like that. But that hits thing is a scary thing for, and we're going to do it just a second. We talk case for case against, but the hits thing is very scary. I think for Posey fans that want to see him in trying the hall of fame, because if you look through the, the, the numbers, and I'm sure if anyone's listening and they've read a couple articles here, they're going to point out that, you know, when it comes to the hall of fame, no one in like the last 60 years that had less than 2000 hits. That's a position player has gone in that that's voted in committees have allowed other people in, but actually voted by the voters. Um, the last, play, the last, you go really far back, but like Larry Doby, you know, one of the pioneers of baseball had 1,515 hits. He played his last game in, or he got his last hit in 1959. He's the last person to, to, I guess, 59 is the last year someone played had under 2000 hits and got elected in the hall of fame. The last person actually elected was Ralph Kiner um, in 1985. He got 75.4% of the votes was on his last year on the ballot. He took all 15 years back then there was 15. Now there's 10 took all 15 years and barely squeaked in got a vote or two over. And he was a guy who only played 10 years, but led the league in home runs seven straight years. So, so when you see stuff like that, I, I think you got to get a little nervous because even though I think a lot of people don't agree with it, I think a lot of people can be like, hey, one of the better players over his time, why does it matter he didn't play four or five less than stellar seasons to pick up an extra 300, 400 hits? Does that really matter at the end of the day? I think it doesn't matter to some people, but historically – it seems to matter a lot to voters. And this could be older voters, newer voters don't care as much. Everything I'm reading, at least Twitter and the articles I'm reading from a lot of, and the, the Hall of Famer voters I've kind of talked to since Posey retired, they all seem to be brushing this aside. However, I can't not look at the last 60 years and be like, well, I don't know. Everyone seems to be agreeing with this, but no one seems to be voting that way. So I'm I, that's the big, and we'll talk about it in just a second a little more, but that's the glaring thing. You brought up a great point with Andrew Jones. He's the one thing, the one critique I'll have, Danny, with your selection is Andrew Jones is not in Cooperstown yet. I guess that's the biggest thing, right? He should be, though. He, he should, should be. be. And I agree. I agree with you. I Wait, let let me cut you be. off. There are four players. I put this out sometime last year. There are four players. I think it was during the Hall of Fame uh, voting last year. There are four players in MLB history with 400 home runs, or more and 10 or more gold gloves. Willie Mays, yep. Ken Griffey Jr., Mike Schmidt, all Hall of Famers, and Andrew Jones. Clear cut. And, and Danny, trust me, and listeners, if you haven't listened to Andrew Jones, go back and listen. We talk about that extensively. Because if you're, and that's not a uh, made up club, that, that's a 10 gold gloves, four home runs. That's not a made up club. We're just 525. Stolen base. That's, this is not a made-up right. club. That's a legit club with all-time greats. So the Andrew Jones thing, I'm on board with that. Trust me. Um, but going back, though, the one name I want to throw out really quick before we go to court, our final segment, is the name I jotted down. And, and you got to go really far back. But I, I think, and again, I, I, I want to pull this out because a lot of people don't complain to me. I don't want to say you're complainers, but a lot of people complain when they listen to my episodes that I don't, I don't talk about baseball history enough. I talk about the last 30 or 40 years. 
I do that because some of my younger listeners don't know who these people are. People that really care about baseball history know, but I'm going to do a throwback. So listeners that complain about me not talking about old-time baseball enough, here you go. I'm going to talk about Mickey Cochran. He was a catcher who played when there was a team in Philadelphia called the Philadelphia Athletics, but he was a catcher. He played pretty much the same amount of time Posey played. He played 13 seasons instead of 12. He won three World Series, just like Posey. And he batted 320 for his career. So he was very consistent like Posey, batted over 300 for his career. But again, he only played that many seasons. He only had 1,600 hits. So he fell under the threshold. He played a short life. He won two MVP awards. Posey obviously won one. But he was a guy who was well-liked. He was a leader on the team, won three championships, hung up after 13 seasons, did not accumulate all these stats, only had 119 home runs, 830 RBIs, but he was a guy who was a part of championship teams, was the leader of those teams, caught well, was an excellent catcher for that time period, and is in the Hall of Fame today. Again, I had to go back to the 20s and 30s to find him, but there are catchers comparable, and again, if if people are now going to come after me and be like, Mickey Cocker was nothing like Buster Posey. I'm sorry. I didn't see Mickey play, but when I look at the numbers and I can read enough about him, they seem pretty consistent. So that's who my guy is. I'm going all the way back to the twenties and thirties. Some people might be like, well, that's a problem. You had to go all the way back then, but I don't know. The last 60 years, people aren't electing people like Posey Thurman Munson's another guy who's not in the hall of fame today, who I think honestly is identical identical to Posey in terms of the player he was, um, how he played the game, what he was to those Yankee teams that went to the World Series, and he's not in today. And again, that is something I'm a little nervous about. Munson's not in. I think him and Posey are very similar guys. Does that hurt Posey? So Roy Campanella is another guy that's been thrown out there. Roy Campanella does have... Uh, he won three MVPs. yeah. A significant amount of numbers, though. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's shift to the final. And again, we've been doing this a little bit, Danny, but that always happens naturally. It's all right. But our final segment here is court. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. We do case for, case against. I actually have a couple questions for you here. I kind of want to lead the conversation. Again, we've talked. The beginning of the podcast is usually let's talk about the career, the good things. But we also got to talk about there, there's a case here. I, I will say, I'll be upfront with you. I'm not someone who immediately took to Twitter and said Posey was a slam dunk. If anything, I saw everyone else saying that. And I almost felt I'm usually kind of more of a positive uh, guy who I, I usually think like, yeah, let's ride this. But I was more, I'm surprised everyone's saying he's a slam dunk because there's the, the longevity thing, which I just know baseball cares about. I think that's a major component. And then there was a couple other things that I kind of looked into. I was like, you know, not that Posey shouldn't be a Hall of Famer or not. I'll talk about that at the end. But this automatic first ballot thing, I saw a lot of people I respect in the game saying that. I didn't jump on board that right away. But before we go to some of those things, because we talked about the hits already, I, I do want to focus about something you brought up earlier about Posey being one of the best catchers uh, of the 21st century of the last 20 or so years while he played, because I think that's a really great point. I mostly agree with you on that point, And I, I feel like that's the biggest thing we need to, 
the, the voters would need to get behind. He was the best as position during the 21st century. Um, that's why it needs to be. And if you're the best at your position during that long of a time period, you deserve to be in. I want to throw a couple names out there, though, Danny, you brought them up. And I kind of want you to rank them. I think I know where Posey's going to fall for you. But when we're talking about the 21st century catchers, I think it's Posey. I think it's Molina. And I think it's Maurer. I think that those are the three names. I think Posada can be, I don't think anyone's putting him number one, but Posada can be like in a discussion. I think Perez after this last year can be thrown in the discussion. I mean, any guy catcher that has 48 home runs, I think we can throw him in. But I really think it comes down to Maurer, Molina, Posey. I think Yvonne Rodriguez, too. He's more of a 90s he, He's, more, he's not, more of I'm a gonna, 90s. I'm going to leave I'm him 90s. You. I think You're 90s, right. Danny. I think Piazza. I think of Rodriguez. Those guys are you. 90s shoe-ins to me, Hall of Famers. Yep, I'm with you. Then, then we get to the next. Posada kind of bleeds in. But actually, believe it or not, his best seasons were actually post-2000. So I throw him in there. But if you had to rank... One to five, one being number one, five being worst mm-hmm. out of Posey, Maurer, Molina, and let's say Perez and Posada. How are you ranking those guys? One to five. Can I come back at you and ask you this? Are you looking yeah. at if I were to start a team, am I looking at peak or am I looking at their resumes? I am looking at if I gave you a Hall of Fame ballot today. All right. And I, and I said, it's going to be, I'm giving a hundred people today, this ballot, you're going to rank these guys one to five and the top two guys, I'm going to put in the hall of fame. The other three, I'm not, how are you ranking them to be in the hall of fame? Right. You can take it however you want peak career. You personally, Denny, not what you think the voters are doing. I'm just wondering about what you would, would do. I think, I think Buster Posey was the best player of those five. I think Buster Posey at the same time may not have the, I hate to say resume because he has the awards. He has all the accolades. He's got the three championships. He's got the gold gloves. He's got the all-star appearances. But you look at his statistical totals since 2010. I I was looking this up the other day. Yadier Molina, which is Buster Posey's first full season. Yadier Molina actually has more hits than Buster Posey. And Yadier Molina is, is known to be a little bit better defensively. Buster Posey was always the little bit better hitter than, if not a lot better hitter than Yadi was. Yadi was always the better defensively, at least when you compare those two. Yeah, and I know Posey missed 2020. That's that's significant to mention too. And he also had the broken leg. Yadier Molina has played more games over that span. I think Buster Posey was the better player of, of those five. I think Yadier Molina is right behind him. Um. Who are my other guys? I believe Posada you got, you was had, thrown you in there. You had Maurer, Posada, Maurer. and Perez. Salvi's got a way to go. I mean, Salvi had an amazing freaking year last year. My God, I mean, the most home runs ever by a catcher. Him and Posey both had these resurgent years. I was like, catchers are back. Like, I was like, let's go. Yes. I thought they were both on the down, on the downswing, to be honest. So Salvi's got a way to, ways to go. It's funny. We were so my pops and I, the other day, when Posey retired, we're going back and forth. We're like, okay, what current players right now has a hall of fame case. And we actually did bring up Salvador Perez. And we're like, no, 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 no. Like he's, he's, he's got a ways to go. He's only 31. Posey's 34 though. So he's got, but he he needs to accumulate a few more seasons. And and not to mention too, Salvi didn't play in 2019 because he had that uh, elbow injury. I think it was. So he missed a year. So he's really only played eight years, eight plus years in the big. So, 
give me a couple more seasons of Salvi. Again, this goes back to longevity versus peak, but damn, Salvi's up there, man. Okay, I'll give you my answer. Posey, Yachty, Maurer, Salvi, Posada. And I, I, I'm relying more on who was the better player. That's what I'm going off of. I, I You can talk about Posada's totals, Posada's uh, accolades and his really his full, like you said, Hall of Fame resume. But I'm going off who was the better player. That's how I'd rank. Okay, that, that's fair. And, and I, so I threw this out. I threw that exact thing out on Twitter. And I had people like attacking each other like at 3 a.m. On Twitter? That, no, <laughs> never. It's, it's such a peaceful place. But yeah. um, man, people have opinions about catchers that I did not understand existed. Um, I, I, have it, I had it slightly different when I, when I was – giving my opinion out there at, at the time. And this was right after this was Thursday. So right when Posey, it leaked Wednesday on Thursday, I threw it out there. Cause I was thinking about this constantly. And, and I want you to um, maybe walk me through. So I had Joe Maurer one. Interesting. And, and okay. then I had Posey two. And obviously Joe Maurer does not have three championships. I totally get that. But when people keep talking about, and, and people, you know, Mauer, they're like, well, he played that. He got over 2,000 hits, but he got it because he stopped playing catcher those last three, four seasons. Right. So I get that. But when I look at Mauer's peak and I look at Posey's peak seasons, I think Mauer, Mauer outplays him. Um, you know, three batting titles to, to Posey's one. Yeah. You know, um, Mauer had, had these several seasons where he's, he's leading the league in, you know, slugging. Um, OPS plus uh, on base percentage. He's like top five. These like this three or four year stretch. He's just dominating. He wins an MVP just like Posey. I do feel like his peak, not championship wise, but just peak baseball seasons are actually slightly better, I guess, than, than Posey's. I wouldn't say way better, but I would say slightly better. And then if you look at career numbers, again, he did play longer, a little longer, because he did switch positions. But then you look at, you know, he got the hit total he needed to get to. He drove in, you know, about 200 more runs. He yeah. did win three gold gloves. Even though I think Posey's a better fielder than Maurer, he still has the hardware. I think Posey, unfairly, of course, had to play the whole time Molina's playing. He ran into the same situation that, I always forget the third baseman that was really good in the AO when Brooks Robinson was there. He was like one of the better third basemen, but he never won a gold glove because Brooks was there. It's kind of what Posey fell into. Yeah. But I, right. I have Maurer just slightly above Posey because I thought his peak was a little higher and then he played a little longer to accumulate these stats that everyone cares about and the Hall of Fame cares about. And then I had Molina and then Perez and Posada. And again, in 2027, Perez keeps jacking 40 homers who knows what i'm gonna say yeah but that's kind of what i had it down to but then i'm gonna okay i'm gonna go a little i'm gonna take a turn to negative town here because this is what this podcast is about i have to do it (laughs) and and danny i want you to steer me the way maybe someone that follows posey closer than i did because i know i know when i look at my cubs when we won the world series anthony rizzo to me i think is what what posey is to you yeah. And I don't think Anthony Rizzo should end up in the Hall of Fame unless he plays another 10 years and just accumulates a ton of stats. 
But trust me, if you ask the average Cubs fan in Chicago if Rizzo should be in Cooperstown, if they don't follow the Hall of Fame or don't understand how it works, nine out of ten fans around Wrigleyville will be like, Rizzo is a no-brainer Hall of Famer. I think Posey's better than Rizzo. I'm not trying to make that comparison. I'm just Rizzo to us, I think, is what Posey is to you. But Posey has two more championships. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when we got to the World Series and all that, Rizzo didn't have his best games in the World Series. Let's just put it that way. He got us there. He's the face of the Cubs. He's the captain. He didn't win the MVP award or anything like that. He didn't play that great. Everyone leans on Posey's championships. He had three championships during his career. He is the heart and soul of those teams. He caught um, 14 shutouts in the postseason. That's the most ever by far. I think the next best is like eight. So he, I know he managed, he's a great framer, all of that stuff. He's the leader. He makes the team run. But I'm not going to lie, Danny, when I, when, I, when I went back and I looked at his numbers in the National League Championship and the World Series, again, I, di- I can't tell you I watched every single game. I didn't. I watched the games. I didn't watch every single game. But the numbers to me are kind of, they're not great. Um, three National League Championships. That's 18 games. He batted 188 at a 278 on base percentage, two extra base hits in three World Series, 16 games total. Batted 230, 288 on base percentage, two extra base hits. Um, those are, you know, that's clutch. He got the teams there, but I guess when it mattered most, if they didn't win the pennant, if they didn't win the World Series, would the narrative be flipped completely? Would it be Posey didn't come up big in those moments, those games, and, and, and that's why they didn't win the World Series? Like, when you look at those numbers in retrospect, do you remember Posey not playing that well offensively in those games? Or is that something you don't really remember? And you remember, you know, I know he hit home runs in a couple of those World Series. He had some big moments. But do you remember it being like that? Or are you kind of, wow, I don't remember it being that bad at the plate during those World Series. Because I look at those and I'm like, he won the World Series, but was it really because of him in those key playoff games? I think it's a fair question to bring up. I will say, in his, in his postseason career, I'm kind of looking at his numbers here. He batted 252. It's lower than regular season. That, that's not abnormal there's a lot of guys that their averages take it especially the stars think about this year for example i not to use recency bias here but it wasn't Fre- freddie freeman had a, a very solid postseason but it wasn't freddie freeman that carried the braves in the postseason it was eddie rosario um it was jorge soler who won the world series mvp for the san francisco giants back in 2010 it was guys like edgar renteria um cody ross that's kind of the magic of baseball what makes baseball so great it's not always the stars that are making headlines um when i think of posey I, I definitely don't think wow he like when i think of alex rodriguez alex rodriguez got a very bad reputation for his performances in the postseason the minnesota twins have a terrible reputation for batting in the postseason when i think about sir posey i certainly don't think that the way he was able to handle his staff you mentioned his defensive capabilities and you mentioned the shutouts that he's been able to catch that means something it really does we can't look at shortstop, second base, and whatever other positions. We can't compare that to catchers. Yep. We can try. 
but it's just it's just different. Um, we have to take into account what he did with that staff. I think it's a fair question to ask. That said, I, I definitely when I think about Posey's career, I definitely don't think, man, he really shit the bed in the playoffs. I just will never think that. I, the way I think of the baseball postseason, it's not always the stars. It's lightning in a bottle of top players, Eddie Rosario's, Randy Rosarena's, guys that you don't think you're going to come up clutch. Pablo Sandoval was back in 2012. Those guys came up clutch. It wasn't as if Posey was dragging them down. It wasn't as if Posey was leading the team. I don't think he carried the team. I don't think he dragged them down, but I definitely won't think of him as being, you know, an Alex Rodriguez type player in the postseason. No, for sure. And, and like, I guess where I'm going with this is when I, when I hear the main reasons Posey needs to be in it, he was one of the better catchers of the 21st century, which I agree with. But then I hear about the championships and I, I a hundred percent in, you know, Posey's career war and all that stuff is so much different if you add in pitch framing because he's one of the better framers in, in history. And again, that's a stat fan graphs just can track back to 2008. But when you add that in, Posey's, Posey becomes like one of the most valuable players of, of since he pl- started playing. When you add that in the equation, I think war-wise, he's just under trout on fan graphs. Reference doesn't do that, and that, that's where I usually look for war. But if you add in pitch framing, Posey's one of the most valuable people, and I agree. Defensively, I don't know if the Giants are winning all those championships without Posey because those pitching staffs pitch so well because Posey handled them so well. But when I, when I hear, I guess, the big arguments, one of the best players 21st century catching-wise, I, I, I can agree with that. I can get on board with that. But then I see the championship thing, and I do think managing the – the pitching staffs is super important. But when I look at the batting, it, it makes me not want to hang my hat on, well, he has to be in the Hall of Fame because he led those teams to the championships and all that. Because the batting to me, in where it matters most, the championship series and the World Series, he, he's playing well below his, his normal self. And, and, and you know, I, I, when I was doing the rankings, right, Maurer, Posey, Molina, I was like, well, how did – Molina, do like no one ever, I think, hangs. Molina's the defensive guy, right? He's 10 gold gloves. He's the defensive catcher of the 21st century. He has two World Series championships. I don't know if people throw that out there as much as they do for Posey, but when he was in those World Series championships, in four World Series across 28 games, Molina batted 328. Um, and in National League Championship Series, he batted 312, 11 extra base hits. He had five extra. Ba- he actually batted way better. He kind of elevated his offensive game in those World Series. So when I look at him, I'm like, wow, he really stepped up in those World Series. Why don't we talk about him more in that frame? So I guess I just, when I'm looking now at Posey Moore, and I'm like, okay, the hits aren't there. The all-time numbers aren't there. He has to really wow maybe some of these voters, really wow me in other areas. I think he can wow me in the fact he's one of the better catchers of the last 20 years. That wows me. The three championships, though, is not wowing me as much. And maybe I'm not looking at this right. The pitching thing, the shutouts, I think maybe I'm not taking that in consideration as much as I should because the hitting's kind of now really getting at me of how those numbers dip so much in those big games. So, so I feel like to get over that hump when you're – below the 2000 hits as stupid as that might be. I can't ignore the last 60 years of voting when I see that. 
it has to be Kofax level, something like that level. And, and, and that's the thing that's giving me pause. And the thing that when I'm thinking of, you know, the, the, how I'm ranking these catchers, it's having me as a Cubs fan that hates the Cardinals start to even nudge Molina over Posey, which physically makes me sick to even do. Cause I, <laughs> I like Posey as a player and I hate Molina with passion, but that's kind of where I'm getting at. Oh, so, yeah. so, so we got to wrap up here, Danny, but I told you at the beginning, I'm going to ask you two questions at the end here. One, which I already think I know the answer to this, but one, do you think Posey belongs in the Hall of Fame? So I want to hear that answer. But two, do you think Posey will get in the Hall of Fame? And if so, do you think it's going to be on the first or second ballot like a lot of people are saying it's going to be? I'm going to preempt it with this. I've had a lot of discussions recently about the Posey thing because it's funny. I mentioned I grew up a Giants fan. Uh, I grew up in Northern California. Posey was my guy. I graduated high school in 2014. So I was right, you know, in the middle of you know, my childhood, really, with the 2010, 2012, 2014 World Championships. Like, Posey is my guy. A lot of people came at me, and but suppose he retired, and they said, dude, first ballot, right? First ballot for sure. And everybody expected me to be like, yeah, absolutely. First ballot, one of the best catchers, first ballot Hall of Famer, submit it right now. He's going to Cooperstown. That's not that's not the case. And a lot of people expected me to have that bias. And it's it's not true. And I really wanted to hear. I reached out to a lot of my colleagues, a lot of really just baseball fans in general on the East Coast, because I think there's regional bias going on when Posey retired. Not to mention, too, we talked about his character, his integrity. Nobody's going to go on Twitter when Posey retires and say, I don't think Posey's a Hall of Famer because he's such a good guy. I think a lot of people were thinking, myself included, I was not convinced. When Posey retired, the first question that went in my head was, I don't know if he has the totals. I don't know if he's played enough years. So very, of course, there's always going to be those people on Twitter and social media that want to poke the bear. And they're going to say, I don't know about Posey. But the majority, especially in my profession, the sports media, I think there are a lot of sports media members that maybe aren't as convinced as people are letting on. They just don't want to go out publicly and say it, myself included. Again, I was not going to social media and, and voicing my opinions because I needed, to, I needed to seek guidance and seek other opinions before I made up my decision. And I'm a Buster Posey. You can call me a homer if you want. That's fine. That's fair to say. I was not convinced from the start. To answer your question, I think Buster Posey is a Hall of Famer. With that said, I think we need to reassess how we think of the Hall of Fame. As the years have gone by, we've become more and more liberal. I mentioned Edgar Martinez. I mentioned Larry Walker. We've gotten more liberal with guys that maybe weren't the best at their profession in their era, but they accumulated the totals. If Buster Posey is a Hall of Famer, I mentioned Andrew Jones, so is Andrew Jones. If Buster Posey is a Hall of Famer, I think Jacob deGrom is a Hall of Famer if he were to retire right now. Jacob deGrom, we talked about peak versus longevity. Jacob deGrom is a two-time Cy Young player. Jacob deGrom has only played eight years in the league, however. Posey played about nine, nine to ten. So that's what I mean by we need to reassess how we think of resumes and Hall of Fame candidacy. Because if we're going to let in a guy like Posey, and I'm perfectly fine with it, if I, had a, if I had a ballot, which I do not, if I had a ballot, I would vote for Posey. 
but I would also vote for Andrew Jones. And I'd also, hypothetically, if Jacob DeGrom were to retire right now, Jacob DeGrom has been the best pitcher of the 2010s. He's been the best pitcher at his profession for eight years now. I would vote for Jacob DeGrom too. So if we're going to let Posey in, we need to rethink what's more important. Or, or does it matter what's more important? Are, what's more important, totals and longevity or peak? Or does it not matter at all? Do, does every, like I said, I mentioned the, the term liberal. Are we just going to be liberal and say it doesn't matter about longevity, doesn't matter, it's just case by case. That's fine too. But we need to rethink because there used to be this, this milestone, this uh, idea that, or this myth really that you have to have 2,500 hits. Um, or there, you have to have 400 home runs. And that's just not the case anymore. Jacob DeGrom, especially pitchers in particular, I know we're talking about Posey here, but Jacob DeGrom, I compared Posey to DeGrom. Pitchers don't throw nine innings anymore. Jacob DeGrom's being taken out after six innings, seven innings. So we can't compare him to guys like, like you mentioned, Sandy Koufax. We can't compare him to your Cy Youngs. You can't compare him to your Walter Johnsons. Baseball has changed. So if baseball is changing, we need to rethink the way we think of the Hall of Fame and candidacy and resumes. I believe Buster Posey is a Hall of Famer. To answer your second question, I do think Buster Posey will get in. I don't know if he will be a first ballot. Like I said, I think there are more questions out there about Posey's candidacy than people are letting on. I do think Posey will get in. I don't know if it'll be first ballot. I do think the positivity and the liberalism going on with Posey and uh, the celebration of his career is more about him as a person, how great he has been as a dude, as opposed to his totals, his statistics. I think as time goes on, I think time is actually going to hurt Posey's candidacy. I think as time goes on, people are going to forget how special he was and how, like I mentioned how good of a person he was. People are going to forget how much of an impact he made on his community. Sadly, that's just, that's just what time does. So when the time comes in five years, when he's eligible for the Hall of Fame, people are going to only look at his statistics. And I think there's going to be more questions than there are right now because people are going to look at his totals and they're going to say he only had 1,500 hits. Uh, he's obviously one of the best catchers of his time in his era, if not the best catcher of his era, but the totals aren't quite there. So I think time is actually hurting him, but I do think he will get in when, if it's first ballot, second ballot, whatever the time may be, I do believe he will, will be in Cooperstown. Yeah. And I, you know, Danny, I brought you on because um, I, I, I figured you were a homer. I saw, you know, your tweet about the Jersey. I was like, we got to get him on. And the reason I really wanted to find someone who was a, a homer here is because I feel like my opinion at the end here is probably going to be one of my more unpopular opinions I've ever done on this podcast. And, and that's because I feel like I'm going against the grain here. I actually would not vote Posey in. And, and I agree with you. I think they're going to poke holes um, five years from now. It's a long time. And especially if Perez, as we talked earlier, starts dominating and we'll see when Molina ends up retiring. I don't know. We might look through this through a different lens in, in that time. And I, I just, the 1500 hits really gets me. I hate that it does because I agree with you. Andrew Jones should be in, but for Posey, I feel like he's 500 hits away from this stupid milestone that voters have somehow established. And I think that's much farther than Andrew Jones being 67 hits away from. It's not, really close he would have had to play another five four or five seasons maybe to get that dragging himself there I just don't think that was going to happen and then the playoff stuff is is again I, I I get the defensive side of it I get the leadership side of it 
Um, his hitting, though, in those moments, um, I, I, you know, I see Molina having big moments there. Perez won the MVP award as the catcher of the Royals when they won the World Series. And I look at Posey's numbers and they just don't pop off. So it's really more, though, the length of his career that's getting me. I just, other than a few other players that the all-time greats, which I don't put Posey in the Kofaxes, the Campanellas, those mm-hmm. shorter careers. I don't put him there. I think another MVP award would have got me there or maybe even a couple more seasons where he really dominated would have got me there. I just need a little more higher peak for me to get him there. However, I do think he will get in based off all the buzz. I saw, I just, there was too many well-respected voters. I saw that were all in on Posey being in the hall of fame. Maybe that will carry him. There'll be loud voices in the room. They'll get him in. And again, if he gets in, you will hear zero complaints from me about him getting him. I hope he gets in. Because I think it will open the doors for people like a Thurman Munson, who I believe should be in to get in as well. Because I think if Posey gets in there, look at Munson and be like, how can we not have Munson in? He's kind of the Yankees version of Posey back in the 70s. Danny, before we get you out of here, real quick, anything you want to plug? Yeah, first of all, Jim, I really appreciated this talk. It was educational for me to hear other sides of the conversation too. So uh, I really enjoyed my time here. But we'll be having plenty of Posey talk, plenty of off-season talk. It's free agency season. Uh, baseball's, I know the season's over, but baseball's just getting hot. We got CBA discussions, and we have a podcast, the Wake and Rake podcast that I do with former World Series champion Will Middlebrooks. Uh, we had that on a weekly basis, and then all my written work you can find on cbssports.com. I'm sure there'll be plenty of, uh, if you didn't get enough between me and Jim, there'll be plenty of Buster Posey talk across our platform. So again, I, I really appreciate this, Jim. This is fun, man. Oh, of course. I, I always enjoy talking about it. I'm glad we, I will say, we've never done a podcast within a week of someone retiring. Again, I, I think I said at the top, we usually wait um, because you got to let some of this stuff sit in because I, I will say I will replay this five years from now and, and who know if our takes will, yeah. will sound even relevant at that point. I mean, I might have to do an, another posy in five years and kind of recap everything, but I, I want to do one now. I'm actually... Um, I'm going to get this out today because I know it's still being talked about right now, but I have one nugget before you log up. I have one final nugget and it's going to piss off a lot of people, but I can't, I probably pissed. I probably pissed off enough people. Let's be honest. (laughs) Giants fans are going to hate me. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not wanted in the Bay area (laughs) anymore. That's for sure. Starling Castro made his debut in 2010. Buster Posey made his debut in 2010. And I already mentioned, you can't compare shortstops, middle infielders to catcher. Starling Castro has more hits than Buster Posey. I, okay. Love that you said that. My buddies and me were actually talking about this because we said, like, what happens if Stalin Castro – I mean, Stalin Castro's only 31 right now. What, what if he just plays another nine years and, and gets to 3,000 hits? Are we going to put Stalin Castro in the Hall of Fame? Like, I, you kind of have to when they get to 3,000, but that's the dump. That's the, that's the side of the accumulation thing where it's just – it's stupid. And yeah. stuff like that is, is it's a great point to make. Also, Stalin Castro, shout out Cubs fans. We thought he was going to be the next big thing. We traded him away before anything good happened to the Cubs. Uh, feel really bad for a guy, really low-key four-time All-Star. I, I bet most people don't think he's a four-time All-Star. Four-time All-Star, Stalin Castro. Uh, represent, I don't even know where he's at, honestly, at this point. It's embarrassing. Is he on? Who's he on these days? I don't even know. Uh, last I checked, I believe he was with Washington Nationals. Nationals last yeah. Year. yeah, that's, that's okay. right. Stalin Castro, keep playing. Keep chugging along, buddy. Let's get you to 3,000. I'll I'll somehow come on here and uh, vouch for you. But, Danny, we appreciate you coming on. Make sure you check out Danny's podcast. 
And um, Danny, take care of a great week. And, you know, in five years, maybe we'll bring you back for Posey round two. We can, we can recap some of this. There might be metrics we don't even know about that they start busting out for Posey at that point. <laughs> nice pun, busting out, buster. I like that. I know that was intentional. <laughs> take care. All right, man. Thank you. All right. So I want to thank Danny again for coming on the podcast today. Talk about Buster Posey and his career. Um, Had a lot of fun doing that. Again, Posey is not eligible for the Hall of Fame until 2027. Um, You know, in five years, when it gets closer, will I do another podcast um, about Posey? I might. It's five years from now. Um, There might be, you know, I, I can... This again, I recorded this within a week of him retiring. Maybe you take a step back and in five years, you look at other, you know, where Molina's career ended up, where Perez's career ended up, how Joe Maurer's candidacy went. And I have a little more perspective to, to talk more about Posey. Maybe I changed my mind, but this is where I'm at today. And, and again, five years, a lot can change. He'll be on the ballot, I'm sure, if he doesn't get elected right away or anything like that. He'll be on the ballot the whole time. He's never falling off the ballot. Okay. I'm not going to talk crazy like that. But again, that's my opinion today on Posey. In the future, it could change. Maybe we do another episode. I don't think anyone would hate another episode um, in five years, especially maybe San Francisco Giant fans that listen today and aren't happy with me. But that's where I feel today. You know, that's how Danny feels today. Really enjoy the episode. Um, if you don't already, please subscribe to us on, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to a podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Pot of Fame, and we will talk to you next Monday. Have a great week.